0: Welcome to Canada's Property Management Podcast, your number one resource for investing, managing and maximizing the value of your real estate assets. And now here's your hosts, Carla Brown and Adrian Schultz, Canada's rental property experts. In today's episode, we are talking about maintenance, my favorite topic uh oh it's not really actually oh, wow um, that's awkward <laughs> how does your I husband feel to, about that i know well he does he he actually is, has a construction company so maintenance <laughs> is his thing so well maintenance of everywhere else probably but my house i'm like the the dentist who never isn't that weird well and i shouldn't say that he does lots around the house it's just that i always have a, a list for him it seems um anyways back on topic carl you don't pay uh, enough yeah exactly exactly uh, maintenance, outsourcing versus in-house maintenance. This is a topic that often comes up in uh, people who are building property management companies. What is best here? So Adrian, I know that your property management company is condo management, not so much single family. So is this a question you hear often in your world?
1: Uh, it is a question that I hear all the time, but I actually remember when I first hired a property management company to take care of our family's rental properties, the first question that I asked was, do you have an in-house maintenance department or do you outsource everything? And my reason for asking the question was sort of twofold. Number one, when a unit requires maintenance, can they act fast enough? in the best interest of the resident, because we know if the resident is well served, they will stay, they'll be willing to pay their annual increases, etc. So that was part one. But part two was also how strong of vendor relationships do they have that when my roof is leaking, I hope they're not using their in-house handyman, I hope they're using a qualified roofing company, and can they get someone there quickly? And with today's labor shortage, skilled labor shortage. You don't want to wait for a week if you've got a thing like a, a leaking roof.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I think that it's interesting because I think people ask that question for other reasons too. I think they ask, do you have an in-house maintenance? Because then they think that we're going to make money off of maintenance.
1: It's a benefit actually. It's It's to be of service, right?
0: It is. A, it is a benefit. I think I always say, 80-20 rule kind of applies to most things in life. And I think it applies here as well. If you get enough units underneath you, you want to have someone in in house that can do that quick reaction that you're in control of. So you're in control of what their day looks like. So you can get those little things done. Cause it's always the little things that if you can get those conquered for tenants, they understand if something happens down the road that you can't get to right away. But if you've made them happy right off the get-go and then the big things, you need licenses. You need certified licensed electricians, plumbers. You shouldn't even be changing taps in your house, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to condos. You know, if you're if you got a unit in a complex, you can't, I don't think. Most bylaws restrict that kind of thing. So you you have to have really strong vendor relationships. And I always recommend a vendor like a standard vendor agreement so that you can set out those expectations right from the get-go on what you hope they will do in the property, how they will react to uh, maintenance work orders. And if they're like, oh, I don't want to follow your app. I just want you to call me. You will drive yourself crazy unless you get people to adopt your system. But pay them. Well, don't always ask for a deal. It's not always about the deal. You want a deal for volume, but you want them to be professional. So recognize that they deserve to be compensated well. And the other part of that, um, I think would be the professionalism. You know, you want them to make sure that they're laying out the red carpet, so to speak. So
1: I wanted to add something in regards to your vendor relationships, and that is there is nothing better you can do with a vendor than to pay them the fair price that was agreed upon, but to pay them fast.
0: Uh, you know, thank you. Yeah, I am just yeah. such oh, a fan. Yeah. Like,
1: I love those relationships where you you did what I asked. Thank you for the bill. Here's your money. Because the next time you phone, they're going to go, oh, real property management offices, when they call us the vendor, they pay us right away. We know we're getting paid. This is good quality business, right? I wanted to add that. But the other thing I wanted to say is that in regards to just weighing sometimes the peculiar conversation about in-house maintenance versus third-party vendors is I think that both can work and both can work very well and i think in-house maintenance could potentially be of some risk but i would argue that good quality vendor relationships augmented with some basic in-house maintenance as you described that that sort of hybrid arrangement is probably of the most benefit to the resident relationship and to the rental owner relationship and eventually inexperienced rental owners come to realize that Oh, they charge me X per hour for their basic in-house maintenance, but wait a minute. They changed those light bulbs instead of calling an electrician, and it actually cost me half, right? So just that augmenting, I think, is of tremendous value to a rental property owner. But even me, experienced rental property owner, it took me the better part of a few years to fully comprehend the value of having some in-house maintenance services available.
0: Well, I think investors also, like they get hung up on the cost and there is a cost to maintenance. Maintenance is not your regular property management services, right? It's not predictable. You never know when it's going to happen. There's going to be an added cost and property managers want to be able to protect a property. I think that's normal. That's what we do. We protect the property. But I I find that you get the odd investor coming and saying like, I want to do my own maintenance.
1: Oh, it doesn't work. Sorry, you want to talk work. about
0: a disaster, that is a disaster waiting to happen. A tenant, I often find, does not want now the owner in that property doing maintenance, and now you're hurting relationships instead of trying to nurture them. So that's another one. Is like let the property management people, this will actually cost you less in the, the end. I, I totally believe that. Totally yes. believe that. And it's so, fully
1: tax deductible as a property maintenance expense. You and your time going to your property, that is not a tax deductible expense. That is an expense of your time. And there's one thing you cannot buy more of, and that's time. So don't waste your own.
0: Yeah, if you can figure that out for me, I'd really appreciate it. Really me- needing more time in, in each day. I actually said that this morning, totally off topic. It's like, can anyone like help me figure out how I can get 48 hours in the 24-hour day these days?
1: Not possible, but when I do, <sighs> I will not even need to take the time to do this podcast with you. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Right. Right. When exactly. I figure
1: out how to make time, the world will be my oyster, literally and figuratively.
0: I, I had a friend of mine all through high school. We were like, "What widget are we going to invent?" Right. You, I wanted to yeah. invent some kind of widget because all these yeah. people in the widget, and then you're you're done. You're set for life. So here I am in property management, trying to create more time. Anyways, maintenance outsourcing versus in-house. Uh, I think you're you're right, Adrian. It's a combination of both for success. And I think that if you are a property management company, you need to look at once you get over 100, 150, 200 units, then you really want to look at that in-house. Until then, you're not going to be able to keep this person busy and you are going to be stressed figuring out what they're doing, unless maybe you're partially handy and you want to do that. Wouldn't recommend it myself, but some people, some people get that. So anything else you want to add to this one?
1: No, I think that's real property management.
0: Thanks for listening to Canada's Property Management Podcast. If you like this episode, please subscribe and give us a rating, which will help us reach more listeners. Until next time, connect with us on social media and online at realpm.ca.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Century 21 Canada, the gold standard in real estate. Explore listings, find an agent, and get advice at www.c21.ca.